How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 3.5k likes, we are going to be pranking Daniel. So make, and you can comment what you want us to prank him with or how you want us to do it. And I'll prank him on the next podcast. Yep, that's going to happen. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next. As you can see throughout this video, we used your guys' suggestions from last week, and we're going to put your suggestions on the screen, and we're going to talk about them. So let's get into it. Okay, so Stranger Things has been crazy. Yeah. Do you know the really dark theory about Will? No. So we know that Will has kind of been like a side character this season, and he's been kind of quiet. Yeah. But this is actually the perfect way to show that something big is planned for him in Volume 2. And there's actually a theory that Will is evil. How? So while Vecna is explaining his past to Nancy and showing her his past when he's like a child, we learn a lot about who he is. But we also learn a lot about who he is when Victor Creel is explaining to Nancy and Robin about his life. And when Victor Creel is talking to them, he said that Henry or Vecna was always a really sensitive child and always had a different perspective on things and he always liked to draw but if we go back to season one when joyce is explaining to hopper about will she explains that he's always a sensitive kid and that he's different from all the other kids around him and this is exactly how vecna was when he was a kid and we also see that will always likes to draw what the heck so the theory is that this is actually foreshadowing that will will be evil in volume two and he'll have another incident where he gets possessed and betrays the friend group because we know what's happened before and we can definitely tell that Will is keeping some secrets this season. Yeah, there's definitely some secrets going on. It's weird how his character's been very quiet. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Right, and he's been like the main person from seasons like one to three. Not, I wouldn't say like as much as three, but he was kind of like the person to know that the mind flare is there. Yeah, you could definitely tell there's some tension where you just feel like, oh, kind of awkward for him because you feel like he's being mistreated. It right, like being neglected. So it's the perfect time for him to come out and be evil. It's going to be interesting on what direction they take it in. So there's a really sad theory about Eddie Munson. Dude, Eddie is literally one of the best characters in Stranger Things, like in the entire show. Yeah, so Eddie was introduced just this season, and he's definitely a fan favorite. But there's a really dark theory going around that Eddie is actually going to die. What? Okay, so look at it like this. In every Stranger Things season, we get introduced to a new character that plays a large role in the story. But then they get killed off before the season ends. So in season one, we get introduced to Bart and we all know what happens to her and in season two we get introduced to bob newbie who's joyce's boyfriend that's a little bit nerdy and he calls himself bob newbie the superhero and he ends up getting killed by the demodogs before the season ends dude they did bob newbie so dirty i know and then we're introduced to alexi in season three and alexi started off as evil but then he helped them trying to stop the russians from opening the gate but just as soon as alexi started to have a good time and get comfortable he got killed off. Now in season four, we get Eddie and we could tell the kids really like him, but there's actually a specific line that foreshadows his death in season four. What line? So when Eddie is talking to Steve in the upside down, he literally tells him that he's not a hero and he's not a fighter. And whenever he sees danger, all he does is run. So this perfectly sets up and foreshadows that Eddie will have a moment where he redeems himself and makes a big sacrifice for everybody in the group. Pretty much just how Bob did in season two. It is pretty crazy how every character that is introduced in the new season always dies. Right, and in every season, we see that all the events of the Demogorgon and the Mind Flayer, it all gets covered up. So if Eddie returns to normal life, he's just going to be seen as a killer and he's going to get sent to prison. So there's no point of him coming back. He's going to die. It kind of all points to him dying, right? Because all the seasons line up like that. But I really hope he doesn't. He's such a good character. You know who he reminds me of? He literally reminds me of a young Robert Downey Jr. I'm not sure if I said that already on a podcast, but I I've t <laughs> I keep no. seeing that when I see him. He literally looks like him. It's crazy. I will say this. What's interesting about Stranger Things, the reason why they always kill off the new characters in the new seasons mm -hmm. is because their cast is so big. So to have like character development, uh -huh. you can't have keep adding new characters without getting right. them kicked off. 
or you're going to have to kill original characters to bring in new ones. Yeah. So they figured, like, okay, let's bring in some new characters to, like, further the story, mm-hmm. but we can't keep them around. That's true. So that's why Eddie probably will die. Yeah. But I also feel like they do this to, like, kind of get us comfortable, like, okay, like, the side characters will just die. We don't have to worry about the main characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, this week we got Black Adam, the trailer for Black Adam. Oh, wow, yeah. And it looks promising. It looks very interesting. I feel like this is a very good, in the right direction for DC. Yeah, definitely. But there's one big complaint going around, and I didn't think it was a big deal until I literally saw it with my own eyes. And if you look at the Black Adam trailer, Uh there's a character named Adam Smasher, who's like Ant-Man of the DC universe. Right. And you see him running, right, in the city. But if you zoom in on his mask, his mask is literally taken from Deadpool. Oh, my gosh. It's identical. If you put him side by side, same eye color, same mask design, same stitching, everything looks the same. It looks a little bit weird, man. The only thing that's different is the color. Yeah. But, I mean, what a way to do it, right? You know Deadpool works so well. (laughs) Sells a lot of merchandise. Speaking of Deadpool, we got Deadpool right here. Sells a lot of toys. Yeah. So, might as well bring in a character that looks just like him. Right. It's weird, though, because it looks exactly like it. Yeah, it looks like they literally saw Deadpool. Let's print this onto this and make him bigger. Like, it's, it's like, too close. Do you know the theory about Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop? Dude, I love Haley Steinfeld. I guess you're going to really like this then. And everyone loved Kate Bishop. I mean, we're all wondering when's the next time we're going to see Kate Bishop. But what if I told you we're going to see her very soon? When? So recently with the release of Miss Marvel's first two episodes, there's been a huge reveal in the credits. And a lot of people have been talking about how Kate Bishop will be returning. In the credits, you can literally see, and it says... Makeup artist to Miss Steinfeld, Chris Malone, showing that she's in the show. What? And when you look in the credits of the Hawkeye Disney Plus show, it literally says the same thing. Makeup artist to Miss Steinfeld, Chris Malone. I mean, that means Kate Bishop is going to be in the Miss Marvel show. Think about it. Kate Bishop, Miss Marvel, both live in New York City. And we see the Trust Bro truck in Miss Marvel, which we saw in Hawkeye. Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop will be a part of the Young Avengers. And they both are big fans of, like, the Avengers. They're obsessed. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because now that, like, Avengers Con is in the MCU, maybe Kate Bishop went to that, too. Yeah, I could totally see them, like, having a flashback when they when they meet, and she's like, I saw you at AvengerCon. Yeah. It makes sense to have the two young people, you know, show up together and right. be on the club. Well, especially the two people that are obsessed with the Avengers, right? We yeah. see that Kamala Khan is super obsessed with the Avengers. She makes YouTube videos about them. And then Haley Steinfeld is super obsessed with Hawkeye because of right. the, the whole battle in New York. Yeah. So it's going to happen. I mean, it's so obvious. The credits literally point. Disney wants us to talk about this. Yeah. They want us to say it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't want to say Disney said to tell. They didn't tell us to say that. I'm just saying they just left a huge Easter egg there hoping people find it. She's got to be in it. Do you know that factory workers actually put secret messages in our clothes asking us for help to save them? What do you mean? So you know how majority of the clothes we wear is actually made in like foreign countries, not in the U.S.? Yeah. And sadly, a lot of the workers that work in these factories have horrible work conditions. They they literally work them for like days straight, hardly pay them anything. It's basically like torturing them. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. So recently, a lot of people have been finding like these secret messages that these factory workers are putting in their clothes asking people to help them get out of these bad situations. So a woman bought a pair of underwear and when she opened up the packaging, all of a sudden this little cardboard piece fell out of the packaging and on the note, it literally was asking for help. And then on the other side of the note, it was like a phone number to call and it was from a factory in the Philippines. Dude, that's really sad. And recently when people have been ordering clothes online, when they get their package and they open up their clothing, they can see on the tags, it says like, help me and save me. The factory workers are actually stitching on the tags, like asking people to help them. And even on some of the packing labels, 
labels, they write like, save me, help me. That's disgusting. I don't know, really know how to help, but I think it's kind of like one of those things where there's certain companies that mm-hmm. you can kind of like stop buying their products yeah. because they treat their workers bad. I'm not exactly sure which companies that I don't want to like cause defamation, mm-hmm. but if you guys look it up, you can find like companies that are responsible for like bad work conditions and uh, just stop shopping there. And they said that if you stop shopping from these locations, different stores, it will actually hurt the stores. It'll stop causing bad treatment towards the workers. It's actually really sad. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's so horrible. It's so inhumane. They're human beings. They have rights. They're like, we're all human beings that should be treated with respect. And it's just so sad to see these people being treated this way. Yeah. Do you know about the serial killer who actually went on a real life dating TV show? What? So back in the 1970s, there was a show called The Dating Game. It was basically like blind dating and they're trying to like connect with each other and try to find true love. Okay. So the show had a bunch of single men and one single lady and whoever the lady picks at the end gets to go on a date with her and also wins the show. So one of the single guys on the show was named Rodney Alcala and he was in his late 20s. He looked totally normal. Even the game show host introduced him and he said, this person likes to skydive, likes to ride motorcycles, is like a very adventurous person. So the single girl on the show asked the guy, what is one meal you'll cook for me for dinner? And Rodney said, a banana and you can peel me. Okay, what the heck does that even mean? I have no idea, but I guess a lot of the people at the show, like in the crowd, thought he was really funny, and even the girl was like, wow, this guy's really charming and funny. So at the end of the show, the game show host asked the girl, which guy do you like? Which contestant? And she picked Rodney. What the? So when they get backstage, apparently Rodney started acting really weird to the girl, and the girl started to feel like really uncomfortable. So she went to the show directors and said like, hey, like, is it okay if I don't go on a date with him? Like, he's really creepy. And they said, sure. And good thing she decided not to go on that date, because he literally was gonna kill her wait so he's the serial killer yeah so rodney alcala was actually a serial killer and days before he went on the dating show he actually killed someone and it wasn't until like years later that he got caught for killing nine people are you kidding me yeah so the police went to his home and they found like hundreds of photos of women in the house and what's really crazy is that all the pictures of the women in the house were all women that went missing throughout history so they think that he actually killed upwards of 130 people this is so disturbing yeah it's crazy That's disgusting. What's crazy is that they literally, he looked normal. He looked like a charming person. He was able to like fool everybody. What's crazy is you would think for like these shows, they would do a really big like background check. Yeah, but you have to remember it was the 1970s. Right. So I wonder if it was totally, it was, we lived in a time in 1970 where it was like very free, like no one's going to do any harm. Mm -hmm. I think they were like, look at the airports, right? There was no TSA. It was just very trusting. Like everyone's going to do good. Yeah, that is true. So it was a different time. Have you ever heard of the Janine Jones murder case? No. So Janine Jones was a pediatric nurse from 1981 to 1982 at Bexar County Hospital in San Antonio, Texas. And whenever she worked, her coworkers called her shift the death shift. The death shift? Yeah, so the reason they called it the death shift because whenever she was working, there was always a lot of deaths. And the deaths were very mysterious because all the children that died were very healthy. So the hospital then decided to move her to a different hospital. And the same exact thing started happening. And it turns out she was the one killing the children. What? Yeah, so it was found that she actually killed 60 children. Dude, what the heck? How did she get away with killing 60 kids? So people actually think it was 100. And this is what she would do. So whenever a child needed their routine shots to like maintain good health, 
she would give them a different shot that would actually make their heart stop beating. But after she does this, she would actually try to save their life to make it look like she's trying to help the children. But she was actually seen as a hero when she would save their lives. Dude, this is so disgusting. I know, and after finding so many deaths while Jones was working, they launched a huge investigation. And to this day, she's still being charged for all the murders. What the heck is wrong with these people? Right? It's actually crazy. How can you even do such a thing? Right? It's like so upsetting. She's a pediatric nurse doing this. Oh my gosh. So moving on, have you ever heard of the fake models theory? Fake models? So back when I was in high school, my teacher told me that some brands will actually use fake models to promote their products. So what they would do is they would combine features from different people and combine them together to make the ideal model. So they would take one person's eyes, they would take another person's jawline, and they would take the rest of another person's face and combine them all together to make one ideal model. They really do that? Yeah, and now that we have AI technology, there was actually a study done that studied a bunch of different models from a bunch of different brands. And they found that for each brand, there's a specific type of face that each brand is looking for to promote their product. So they analyzed over 480 different models that have been used by these brands and they found what the common model looks like for all these different brands that we grew up knowing. Like some brands always use models that have like pouty pink lips and for like beauty brands they always use models that have really high cheekbones and super sharp jawlines. Dude that's crazy that they literally all use like the same kind of model. Right? It's crazy because they all use like the same shape face that's really sad though if like you know we all like say if we had aspirations to be models or if someone had aspirations to be models you might not get it just because you don't fit that one type of person right but that's not reality like the the world mm -hmm. the consumers there's like a mass like difference in types of people exactly so why would you just sell one have one type of model to try to sell a product to the masses it's crazy right it's sad. Like, I don't get what the, like, the, the logic behind that is. Because when you look at the pictures, yeah, it's literally, like, showing, like, okay, this is, the, this is the face for this brand. This is the face for this brand. Find people that have this face. They took all these different models, and they put it into one picture. And you could see all the similarities that they all have. Like, they can overlap them, and they yeah. all look the same? They used AI to overlap them. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. That's freaky. Like, what the heck? I mean, that's sad, though. It's really sad. It is. When you really get it down to it, it's like the fact that they're not having like a diverse group of people. Yeah. That's like not right. It's not. Have you ever wondered why sometimes you're like talking to someone, but all of a sudden you forget what you're about to say, almost like it literally disappeared from your mind? Yes, that happens to me a lot. Well, what if I told you that they actually made a non-lethal weapon that actually can make someone forget their thoughts mid-sentence? What? So apparently in Russia, they created a weapon that when you get shot by it, it puts you in like a zombie-like state for like a short amount of time. It's literally a gun that attacks your nervous system and like uses electromagnetic radiation and they use it for like crowd control and like protests and any kind of like big situation that they have to mitigate. But it literally makes you change the way you think and makes you forget why you're about to do something. So it totally alters your mind without you knowing. Dude, how would you even know if you're shot by one? You really wouldn't know if you got hit by it because it attacks your subconscious mind through frequencies. So you don't even know what's happening. I guess it could implant like thoughts into a target's mind and it will last for a short amount of time. So they think a certain way. Could you imagine every time you forget something, it's actually just one of these guns just hitting you with a frequency? After I heard this, it's one of my biggest fears now because it's happened, right? Right, where you're thinking about talking and then all of a sudden boom you just forget yeah it's kind of ridiculous but it happens a lot it's crazy how frequencies can like do that i guess yeah apparently like in the u.s they were trying to make it in nevada but i think they they stopped like production can you imagine if some songs do this to make you forget about other songs so oh you have to listen gosh. to that song i mean that's a whole other thing <laughs> 
We don't need to get into that. We might get killed tomorrow for that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, if anything mysterious happens to us, you know why. Yeah. We are healthy. We're healthy. Yeah, even if we die like a year from now, don't don't be fooled. <laughs> might be a gradual thing because we're talking about it, right? They're gonna like, okay, let's just take them out later. Yeah. Do you know about the six-year-old girl who tried to kill her family? What the? So in 2010, there was a six-year-old girl named Natalia Barnett, and she was adopted from Ukraine. So she had no birth certificate, but she had a form of dwarfism and scoliosis. So her parents that adopted her were Michael and Christine Barnett, and the Barnett family already had three kids before adopting Natalia. Okay. So the first night they brought Natalia home, they're unpacking her bag, like trying to get her adjusted to the new house, got her dinner. And after dinner, they wanted to give her a bath. So the mom, Christine, took Natalia to the bathroom to give her a bath. But in the process of giving her a bath, she screamed and called for her husband to come to the bathroom. What the heck? So Michael runs into the bathroom and Christine is just shocked. And she just tells Michael, look in the bathtub. And apparently when they look in the bathtub, they notice that Natalia has been through puberty already. And they actually found blood in the bathtub from her menstrual cycle. Wait, the girl's only six years old, right? Well, that's what they thought until they realized that Natalia was having a period every month and she was trying to hide it from them. So days would pass by and they realized that Natalia would have these outbursts where she would like threaten the whole family and say that she's going to kill everybody. This is getting freaky. So one day when the mom, Christine, was trying to clean the kitchen and she turned her back to Natalia, Natalia grabbed a bottle of pine salt and poured it in Christine's coffee. And when Christine was starting to drink it, Natalia said, I'm trying to kill you. I want you dead. Dude, what? Then another couple days passed and they realized that in the middle of the night, Natalia would stand right by their bed and watch them sleep. And they also found when they were walking up the stairs of their house, they would find thumbtacks on the stairs where they're like stabbing their feet that Natalia would put on the stairs. There is no way this girl is only six years old. So what the family did was they secretly packed up all their stuff into like bags and loaded up their car. And when Natalia was sleeping, they just hopped in their car and took off and left Natalia in the house by herself. And they literally drove to Canada. The family literally thought that Natalia was lying about her age because how could she be doing all these evil things and she was just six years old and she's having a period. So the dad gave the owner of the house money and paid for the rest of the rent for the rest of the year so that Natalia can live there but they just said we want nothing to do with her and they just left her but this decision literally ruined the family's life how would escaping ruin their lives so after they secretly abandoned natalia remember she's still considered a six-year-old because of her adoption papers but the family believes that she's actually 30 year old pretending to be a six-year-old so natalia wakes up the next morning calls the police and says my family abandoned me no way yeah so the police come to her house and like try to help her and then they go arrest michael and christine for child abandonment which is like a felony you gotta be kidding me so Michael and Christine literally pay and hire like research and different tests to be done to prove that Natalia is actually an adult. And all the test results come back and show that Natalia is actually an adult pretending like she's a kid. Yeah, how could she have her period at six years old? So they went to court and Natalia till this day still denies all the accusations and she says that she wasn't lying. But the judge agrees that Natalia is actually an adult and changed her birth certificate to say instead of 2003, he changed it to 1989. So that would make her 22 at the time instead of six. Dude, it's weird how the judge even knew. And after that, they had Natalia evaluated by another doctor and a psychologist. And apparently Natalia admitted to the doctor that she was lying about her age and that she actually had a plan to kill Michael and Christine and her family. Dude, where's this girl now? So get this, she's with a new family now and they actually went on Dr. Phil and she's trying to prove her innocence now. Based on the court system and the evidence, it definitely looks like she was lying. Okay, if all the tests point to her being older, she was probably older. Especially if the judge went from changing her birth date, like her birth certificate from 2003 to 1989, she's definitely older. Dude, that's a huge gap. Yeah, and they did testing like on her like teeth and her bones. Uh -huh. And they said there's no way she's sick. She's definitely an adult. Dude, what the heck? But isn't that crazy? Dude, that's scary. He was trying to kill them. I mean, this is allegedly, we don't know, mm -hmm. right? 
but this is based on what has been put out to the internet. Okay, the pine saw in the coffee thing's crazy. Yeah. That's disgusting. And then, like, when she's about to drink it or when she was drinking it, she's like, I'm trying to kill you. Yeah. What? We weren't there. We don't know the truth. Right. So, good luck to both families. We hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Jeez. This next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and tells a real-life story about a situation where there's one person and another person. And they both are complaining. And we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. This is really interesting because it's a lot of drama. And if you like drama, stick around. Here comes Leia. Woo! All right. Whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Girl versus friend. Friend gets mad at me for being unavailable. Last week, my friend came up from college. On Tuesday, she asked if I could hang out with her on Wednesday. But I was sick, so I said I couldn't. Also on Tuesday, she told me that Wednesday was the only day that she was available to hang out because she is going to be busy the rest of her break. Friday came and she asked if I wanted to stay over her house that night, but I told her no because I had plans with my cousin that night. She was not happy that I said no and texted me saying, why did I even bother asking, lol? From now on, you ask because obviously me asking to hang out doesn't work. Petty. I brought this up to her that taking her anger out towards me was unfair because I can't completely accommodate my life and schedule for her. She took this the wrong way and said, fine, if you're always unavailable, then I just won't ever ask. I came back with the response that if I was always unavailable, then I would never try to reach out to her. I don't understand why she's acting this way. This isn't the first time when she got frustrated at me for not being available. She also said, you could have seen me for just like 30 minutes on Friday. I would have tried to make time. But in my case, time doesn't always permit. I have always invited her when I could. We even hung out two weeks prior to this instance because I asked her. She lets my unavailability cloud her judgment that I invite most of the time. She hardly ever invites me, which this was a rare occasion. We've been friends for seven years. I've always reached out to her. I could just count on my two hands how many times she's invited me to do something. So why is it that when I'm unavailable, she treats me so poorly when I've always been the one during the majority of reaching out? Am I wrong or is my friend? Whose side are you on? Dang. That is rough. I mean, okay. Girls are nasty again. Hey, I can't say that. (laughs) Yikes. This is one of those situations where it's like, you you want your cake and you can't eat you can't get your cake and eat it too, right? Like the friend wants it for her whenever she wants to hang out, mm-hmm. but it's on her terms. Yeah. Like when it's convenient for her. And when it's when she wants to hang out and that person's not available, it's like what a beep, you know? Yeah. Like what the heck? I bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of obvious who's right here. Yeah. yeah. But you know, we all, there, there's those friends out there that do that. I think. That ex- well, like, the, the fact that she's getting so angry about it, the, mm-hmm. the, the extent that she's going is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. She should just, you know, chill out, realize that, hey, you, you know, she makes time for me. Mm-hmm. And if she's busy, there's sometimes that, you know, that just stuff happens. Right. Plus, you- they're like in college, you know, like life gets <laughs> okay, yeah. busy. Life gets busy. You're booked and busy. And that's just that. Let me tell you, at this point in life, college, like you should be a little bit more mature yes. to the point where it's like, okay. People are busy. People have jobs. People have things to do. Yeah. We're not talking about a play date here in like <laughs> kindergarten, okay? Like, it's my almost friend like she's is ha- always busy. Yeah, she's like having like a tantrum. tantrum. Yeah. Kind of weird. So, the right. Ro- sorry. Oh, I'm on the writer's side. Yeah, I'm on the writer's side Completely. too. Completely. So, comment who you feel is right and who you feel is wrong. But if you pick the wrong side, 
<laughs> you might have to question yourself. Because we're going to have a talk. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good story, though. That was a good story. Yeah. Thank you, Leia. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching the podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. And also comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys know, if this video gets 3.5K likes, we will prank Daniel. And you could comment what you want us to prank him with. And we'll do it on the next podcast. But it might not hit 3.5K likes because it hasn't. No. So you, you're safe. Yeah. But if you want to see him get pranked make sure you hit the like button and also as you saw throughout this video we put a bunch of comments on the screen of your guys' suggestions as you guys wanted a lot of stranger things so we wanted to do it so we'll see you guys tomorrow on tiktok and we'll see you guys next week friday on apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube we'll see you on the tiki top god bless you guys see ya love ya